And like, if Clayton's dumb enough to not see all the other reasons that this is what it took, then like, okay, Godspeed. But like, ultimately (laughs) he should have seen it eight red flags ago. I know this podcast is a very big part of your life. You've mentioned it to me multiple times. Kind of a, you know, a Bachelor Nation groupie. No, 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 hold on with me, Derek. One thing that I said that's false, Derek. Don't insult my intelligence. Hi, Emily. Hi, Kayla. You know, we're back again. um, And I feel like it's been a while since we were here, but it's as long that we've not been here as the show wasn't on. So yeah, literally I tweeted that it felt like the last episode was in 2004. I was like, what am I, who are these people? (laughs) I was watching it. I was like, who's that? I don't, I've never seen them before. Um, in case you guys were wondering, um, I'm actually decently entertained by this season, but if I weren't, Emily and I had a new, um, podcast idea that we wanted to run by you guys in case the bachelor gets so intolerable. How would you guys feel about us hosting a podcast where we talk about sports? We only know the like absolute minimum that it takes to get by like all we know is that like what we know now is all we know like what we know now is all he's running ah he stopped (laughs) right like i commentary yeah like but honestly like sports commentary we were texting so a little niche fact just because like we're not like other girls um we're both 49ers fans which which is a very random like is uh, random because we're both from connecticut like that's why that's so random we're both we are from not San Francisco girlies. <laughs> we're not Bay Area girlies, but we are both from Connecticut and both of our moms are Bay Area girlies. Oh, my, so, my dad, not my mom, my dad. I think it was but your yes. mom. No, my mom is from Boston. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, I did know that. But it anyway. is your dad. Well, honestly, yeah. it makes sense that the Rev is is from the Bay Area. This makes And sense. it makes sense that I would have loyalty to like his like home. Yeah, like why so random for no reason uh, so, quirky, so quirky of me <laughs> so quirky of us so we were watching the 49ers game and we were texting and we both just like only understood about 30 percent roughly of what was going yeah. on we were both so invested <laughs> like those are I'm my passionate. boys I was watching it with like a bunch of guys who had bet on the Packers so they were pissed and they were like trying to like explain to me how the game was working and I was like oh I know those are my boys but like I didn't really know you know what I mean <laughs> like, no, like we I both- knew that like that like they they like won obviously I knew I know when things are good or bad right right I that's can rate how I feel good and well. bad in football that's how I can rate that I'm like yes good thing or oh uh-oh like <laughs> oh oh flag I also just feel like we both are like not typically very pick me girls, but when watching football, we are, you know, we're like, no, I get it. Those are my boys. No, we have no fucking me. idea what's going on. I was like None. with, yeah, I was like with, you know, different couples that I, my boyfriend and I hang out with. And like, the guys are all like, so into the game. And then the girls are like, uh, we, whatever. And I'm like, I felt like such a fucking pick me. I was like, those are my, that's my fucking G- faithful <laughs> to the Bay, baby. Faithful to the Bay. <laughs> Meanwhile, like at the end of the game, when they won, I was in the kitchen making s'mores with my friend. <laughs> and I like, and Ryan goes, baby, they just won. And I go, what? Oh, yay, good. <laughs> and you were like, that's it. Those are my boys. I was like, I was like, those are my boys, baby. Of course they won. But like in reality, I was like not paying attention, making s'mores. 
like as if I were seven. So, so anyway, that's our alternate podcast idea. Uh, let, let us, us know, know your thoughts. Your thoughts. Football season's almost over, so we would have to come up with a different um, concept, possibly for the sport itself. But hockey season's like nine yeah, months of the year. As a special, should we cover the Super Bowl? Like, oh my <laughs> god, <laughs> we recap the Super Bowl. It would just be like a good thing happened, and then a bad thing happened. And then another good thing. <laughs> someone won and someone lost. <laughs> Us at the rose ceremony, some of the girls stayed, some of them went. That's genuinely the same thing. It's just like translated differently, you know? You know, so we're not anyway. speaking different languages. So basically anyway. what we're saying is we contain multitudes. <laughs> the duality of women. We are the duality. Let so anyways, let us know. Um, we, our only other update is that I'm still sober and Emily's COVID free. Hell so, yeah, which means I'm not sober <laughs> anymore. I'm sober just because I needed to like air out after the holidays. Like I needed to just like dry. Um, and so I'm drinking a non-hard seltzer, which is like really hard to do when we're recapping the show. But I'm just, I'm very brave. Push, pushing through, pushing yeah. through. I'm pushing yeah, no, I like made a comment the other day. I was like, oh, dry January's over because I was hungover. And I, to Ryan, I go, dry January's over. And he goes, oh yeah. And I go, I mean, I tried. And he goes, did you really? And I was like, well, when I had COVID, I didn't drink. And he was like, for five days. <laughs> and you were like, like, no, you know for what? Three, Honestly, we should stop hanging out. Um, but yeah, it's true. Like I stopped drinking. I had like dry one week of January. Also January, longest month of my Rough life. month to do a dry. So long for no reason. Yeah. Like yeah. I kept thinking today was like the 30th. And then I was like, oh my God. And you're anyway. like, no, this shit drags on for another week. <sighs> so anyway. Um, so basically the episode, um, we kick it off on the cliffhanger. We left them at two weeks ago without a rose ceremony. Um, Cassidy, like after going back and forth with Clayton, he confronts her about if she was seeing somebody else. She says, no, she hasn't had a boyfriend in a long time, blah, 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 blah. So then he was like, he could tell she was like dodging the question a little bit. So he was mm-hmm. like, did you, were you FaceTiming another guy up until like the point the limo took you to the house? And then she yeah. was kind of like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she basically just confirmed that she had a friends with benefits. Now, I don't know if you're going to feel the way that I feel about this. Cassidy sucks. Absolutely. Like for other reasons, like asking the other girls, like what's your exit interview going to be like, like she's not a good contestant, but that being said, I don't know that I support the like roast of Cassidy for having a friends with benefits before she came on the show. Like are contestants just not supposed to have sex? Like, especially cause she said, he's not my boyfriend. Like he's a friend I have sex with. Like, yeah. Are people not supposed to have that if they're going to be coming on the show? Like, it's not like she had a boyfriend. She just Yeah, I mean, like, I was, like, literally dating my ex when I applied for The Bachelor the first time. So, like, <laughs> I, like, don't really, like, I, I, uh, so for the sake Clayton of the show. was just on Michelle's season. Clayton was dating Michelle a week ago. Have we forgotten? Right. Like, I like, don't understand. I, I, for the sake of the show, I'm like, Cassidy had to go. And like, I do think the fact that she was like, wait for me, whatever. Like, I think she's like manipulative, but that's also, I think she's manipulative for like other reasons. Yeah, right. Because ultimately, like probably 90% of the people that come on this show were like talking to someone before they came on the show. Right, they're all hot. Whether it was like on Tinder, in Instagram DMs, like 
when you're that hot and like in your 20s, like you're just like probably constantly talking to people. You know, right. like I don't, I don't, I think she needed to go because she sucked, but I, yeah, I mean, think she sucked because of this. She's insufferable. Like she had right. to go home and like, to be fair, uh, I love, um, what's her fucking name? The girl that outed her Sierra, I think. Yeah. I yeah. love her. She's like, actually, I think my favorite of the season, me who couldn't remember her name four seconds ago, but anyway, <laughs> I really like her. But, and so I don't like really, I like, I have a hard time also like blaming her. Cause I'm like, yes, girl, like tell your truth. But also I am like, she's so insufferable for so many other reasons that like, right this is like inconsequential almost. So the girls are all like, thank God Cassidy's going home and Shanae is in the corner. Like, yeah, I never saw that. She wasn't like that with me. Shanae ultimately ends up worse off for me this episode than Cassidy ever was. Like, oh yeah. But more or less like Shanae is like, yeah, like I never saw that side of her. And then like before the rose ceremony, um, we get the, in the moments about Elizabeth and Shanae, talking about how they each hope the other one doesn't stay blah 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 blah. so of course he keeps both of course he keeps both wait can I also just talk very briefly my only other thing with Cassidy is that he at one point says we have had a genuine connection and then she kisses him so weird (laughs) oh yeah and then he I she kisses his cheek and says thank you it was so weird we were so weird I I don't have any other commentary other than it made me like curl up into a ball like into a hole and just like cocoon myself for the rest of the episode so fucking weird anyway back to the we had a genuine connection kisses him and says thank you why are you thanking him for saying he felt a connection with you like that's just a fact like you guys had a connection like what was she thinking he was gonna say like I have to know because she literally they sit down I know I know what you're gonna say and then he says her home and she's like that was not what I was expecting um what were you expecting babe (laughs) enlighten the crowd so anyway, Bestie, uh, where that, did you think it was going? Those were my only other thoughts on Cassidy. Other than that, like, I'll forget she exists in like a week. So yeah, no, for sure. Continuing on. Um, he, so Shanae some, and Elizabeth both stay, obviously. Yeah, they both stay. Uh, he keeps some more of them. He sends some of them home. I don't know what group is what, but it's really a mixed bag. <laughs> it's a mixed bag. Um, and most I, of the people, the people we like stay. The people we right. don't know go. The people we hate also stay. That's where right. we're at. Like, That's the part of the season we're at. Like, I don't know who's here. I just know the half that has Susie in it is the half that stayed. And no, I'm not going to make a list. <laughs> <laughs> to our <laughs> listeners, how dare you imply it? <laughs> we are on season six of our podcast. That is some season one shit we used to do. Is That's that- thorough as fuck. Who do you think I am? Guys, <laughs> we are covering our sixth season in 14 months. No, if you we're think we're going to write down names. You're out of your goddamn mind. And we're covering a season in which like, like 50% of the women, if you put them in a lineup, I could not actually for the life of me tell you who's who. I couldn't even tell you that they're different women for sure. <laughs> if you showed me two headshots of like different girls, I might say that they're the same. Like... <laughs> nobody's to say especially if she if you asked her when she had covid or when she's been drinking watching the episode no shot they're gonna be no fucking (laughs) chance i would be like what do you mean that's the same fucking the same picture pam beasley so anyway (laughs) 
that so, being said like i'm not invested yet once we get to the top eight i'll probably be yeah, like then i'm care. paying attention but right now i'm like i so then I clocked a sound moment that just sounded really choppy to me. Like I never really noticed when things sound edited, but this just was not good. Like after the rose ceremony, it's audio of Shanae talking, but they don't actually show Shanae. And it's her saying it's sickening how they act with each other. They're so fake, but the way that the words were cut, it like yeah. very clearly came from different interviews and different moments so like Shanae sucks I'm not defending Shanae but but this is just a prime example of them possibly editing her to maybe be worse than she actually was yeah they're like we want people to hate you same with the whole well to get into it but the shrimp thing later they're like we just don't want people to like you like the producers basically said to her she made like a shit ton of shrimp go take as much as you want take eight pieces we're gonna put a count up on the screen don't even think about it like so they're really at this point just like we don't want you to be liked and we hope you don't take that personally and she doesn't make their job difficult no not even a little bit um so there's gonna be three dates this episode it's two group dates and a one-on-one Caitlin Bristow hosts the first group date. Um, and it's like, it's like they have a gun to her head when she's like, Clayton is one of the most kind and genuine men I have ever met from this franchise. Like she looks like she's being tortured. Like she has a bag over her head. She looks like if she said the wrong thing, they would open up the stage beneath her and she would fall into a pit of snakes. Like, (laughs) like, so you fucking like him. say he's the most genuine man you know like like I was like oh my god who is holding you hostage babe Caitlin get behind me like I will defend you I was just like I get it like Clayton is probably like a fine guy but like I I don't think he's one of the most kind and genuine men Caitlin there's Bristow no has ever fucking, met there's no fucking shot that like she feels she likes Clayton more than she liked Rodney like, right. like, like not you definitely liked other guys from that season, Caitlin. It's okay. So anyway, yeah, that was, this was what this date. Oh, this was, oh, a, yeah, this yeah, was yeah. just a trauma dump. Like, I don't understand the point of dates like this. The point is to get them to be vulnerable. So basically what happens is Caitlin reads statements off a card. And if the girls and or Clayton relate to the statement, they'll stand up. And then it's supposed to prompt dialogue between Clayton and the girls but it's literally just trauma bonding. Like they're all sitting there talking about tragedies they've experienced. And I think the biggest takeaway for most people coming out of this date, most viewers was that a lot of the girls and Clayton discussed body image issues. Um, Some of the highlights of that being that Hunter Hunter's was really devastating. I was ready to go to war for Hunter. Like I I will say like the Hunter conversation, I was like, no, no, no. No. From the perspective, as we talk about girls struggling with their weight and their bodies and body dysmorphia and all of that kind of stuff, by the way, trigger warning, if you, there probably should have been a little bit of a trigger warning on the episode because they talked a lot about body dysmorphia, all that good stuff. So if that is not your cup of tea, we will put a timestamp in the episode description of where to skip to because we will be discussing it. Hunter for perspective, not that your size has anything to do with whether or not you experience these issues, but a hunter in particular is like a very petite, slight woman. And she's talking about how her boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend used to like make her go to the gym more. And like, 
She dyed her hair because he wanted her to. She got colored contacts because he didn't like that she didn't have blue eyes. And like, really devastating to listen to her talk to. And this was like more than, I mean, it was about body image issues, but it wasn't just about like weight. And so this, like, this is where like, I felt for Hunter, especially because I was like, he, you dated someone who just like hated you. Like literally you dated someone who, and that's where I was like, fuck that guy. Men are so, men are so bold. Like, fuck that guy. Fuck. And Hunter is also stunning. She's a model. Like she's stunning. Yeah. And it cuts to Clayton. And he's like, listening to Hunter talk was making me so mad. And like, Clayton, you can tell, is a good guy. Like, he really does mean well. And like, then um, Serene talks about struggling with the fact that she has always been small. She's always struggled to gain weight. And as a child, like other kids would ask her if she was anorexic. Um, And kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum, as someone who grew up kind of chubby, like, I would be in school being like, oh my God, I can't grab seconds because I'm the chubby girl. Like I can't grab seconds. And Serene had a very opposite experience of like, everybody thinks I'm anorexic. If I don't eat enough at lunch, they're going to keep talking about me being anorexic. So it, it was a great conversation in the sense that like people of all different, everything but size basically got to talk about their issues, body and image and that. Which like body image impacts everyone. And I want to be very clear about that. Uh, I'm very opinionated on this issue. I'm getting a degree in this issue. So that like, I feel very strongly that I feel that it is an, it is not harmful of the women to talk about. It is harmful of the producers to put this on television when, um, first of all, we've never seen a woman above a size, probably four on this show. Correct. First of all, second of all, we are kind of equating skinny shaming to the experience of like fat shaming. Yeah. And, and there is not an equal sign between the two. They are both bad things. Body shaming in general is bad, but the, the systemic oppression that fat people face cannot be equated to the experiences of traditionally skinny and people who are viewed in society as the body standard cannot be equated to the experience of fat people in this, especially in this country and also just in the world. And so, and and it's nothing against, again, it's really, really, truly nothing against any of the women that spoke out about their body image issues. Everybody has body image issues. I have experienced body image issues too. And I recognize now that I am a skinny woman. And so the, the quote unquote, I, I, the experience that I face is not equal to the oppression that people in larger bodies face. And I feel like the fact that the show is promoting that is extremely harmful. I agree a hundred percent. I, you are obviously getting a degree in this and worded it much more eloquently, but basically like my tweet as I was watching it was like, this conversation is super impactful and it's super important, but it would be even more impactful if there was an ounce of body diversity on this show. Like the co- there was nothing inherently wrong with opening the conversation about body image. Like, everybody experiences this, like, but when you don't have a single person above a size four on that stage, then it's like, okay, well, why am I going to listen to like a girl that like, quote, maybe I want to look like talking about their issues with body image when by society standards, they are, they are in the perfect body type. Yes. And I think that's like a big conversation. I will definitely rant about this and you guys like can absolutely, anybody listening can absolutely skip ahead because like, if you don't care, like I get it because I talk about this all day long for my life, for my, (laughs) this, this is what I (laughs) 
am like, whatever, this is what I study. This is what I really care about. But like, I've said it before, like, again, like as someone who like is skinny and I benefit from skinny privilege, like I think the body positivity movement is a really beautiful and amazing thing, but like was founded by women of color, fat women of color specifically. And it has been co-opted by size eight white women. Correct. Like most things are. Like most things are. (laughs) And has been made to be this like this thing for size eight white women to be like, I am the owner of this. And I think more and more it's like, yeah, of course you're body positive. You have, you have a body that is desired by media and pop culture. Like you have a body that we are told constantly is the standard. Why wouldn't you be body positive? It does not mean that personal experience cannot dictate our lives. It does not mean that you will never experience body image issues you like as women we are told to we are supposed to we're supposed to hate ourselves so that we change ourselves like especially as women again like you said Kayla it can affect anybody it affects men it affects non-binary people too as people we are we are told that changing our body is what will fulfill us but especially as women like I just, I, it, it is nothing against these women. It is not to discredit their experiences. And it is not to say that not all body type, body types can experience body image issues, but it is to say that equating all of these experiences as equally, as equally traumatizing or equally bad is like extremely problematic and not really fair. Yes to all of that. The one portion of it, well, there's two portions of it and actually both of them fall on Clayton. Um, and I think that he actually had the, the most important part of this conversation to me based off of the reaction he had to one of the women and also his own experience. I believe it's Melina who's talking about um, the experience that she has of, of being a woman of color Yes. Um, and the issues that are associated with that, that she, not issues, but the things that she experiences, the issues that she has in society yeah. as a result. And she says, I have to work twice as hard to be noticed, to be whatever. And, and she says that she never planned on talking about race with Clayton because she, she doesn't really elaborate on it, but she says she didn't feel like she was going to talk about race with Clayton because she's on a show centered around a white man. Uh, presumably. And Clayton says, I want to stop you right there. Like, I want you to talk to me about that stuff. Like if we're going to move forward in a relationship, like I need to understand those things about you. And I think he handled it really well. Um, I think his response was great. It didn't dwell on it for too long, but it acknowledged, Hey, like if we're going to move forward in a relationship and we are not of the same race, like I need to understand your experiences because if you don't tell me about them, I'm I'm not going to be able to understand them. And and be more educated about them. So I thought he had a great response there. And he also talks about male body image issues, which we've had previous contestants talk about. I know Ben on Tasha season talked about his experience with an eating disorder. Um, Clayton doesn't say that he had an eating disorder, but he just talks about like comparing his body to his friends and not having abs and hating his stomach and not liking to take his shirt off in public and stuff like that. So I think not to, to credit the white man in the conversation, but I do think of the conversation being had, Clayton's was the one that is the least societally recognized of yeah. like male body pressure. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, and uh, you know, and any of my critique of this conversation is mostly on the fact that they continually ask people on group dates, group dates to just like trauma bond. Mm-hmm. And also to have this conversation on like body diversity that 
body diversity does not exist within this franchise. Right. Also, like, people were tweeting about this, and I agree. It's like, I love Caitlin Bristow. She should not be the person leading this conversation. No. On, like, the most, like, get a get a therapist in there. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't, I love Caitlin, like, but Caitlin, Caitlin should have hosted the nude scavenger hunt. Yeah, like, Caitlin is like, <laughs> let's drink, you know? Like, she's yeah. not, like, I'm like, why are we having... <laughs> Caitlin hosts the date about that's like dump your most traumatic experience let's talk about yeah, it let's talk about and, it and it's so it's just it's they always do this we know they always do this but this like in particular is just like you guys really are a little bit um color to like out of touch to like how the world is compared to how your show is right I honestly yeah yeah, that's we pretty much said everything we needed to on that. It's not that the I I don't mind them broaching the conversation, but it's just very no. hypocritical when there's no body diversity in the cast. It's nothing to do with their personal experiences. It's all to do with the way that this is edited and put together and put on television right. as if to say, look, you know, look what we're having conversations about when in reality we're not actually having those conversations. So Eliza ends up getting the group date Rose from this date. I don't really remember any of the night portion other than that. He, he must've, all of the women seemed to make an impact on him with the things that they shared. Like he said, like, if I could give eight roses tonight, I would like you guys all really went there today. And like, I appreciate it. Um, But Eliza ends up getting the group date Rose. Um, And then we find out that Sarah is going to be getting the one-on-one date. Um, So we kick off the one-on-one with, Sarah and Clayton showing up in downtown LA and um, Becca Kufrin is there. He's like, my good friend, Becca Kufrin is host- hosting this date. I don't think he's ever met Becca first, Kufrin. First time they've met, but yeah, yeah. thanks. Go off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like my best friend. Um, and so Becca's there and I'm thinking, oh, if Becca's there, like it could be a cute picnic. Like Becca loves dogs. Like maybe it's, he loves dogs. Like where are we she going loves, like, with this? Bourdain. Like she will give you some alcohol. <laughs> right. I'm like, where are we going? And she's like stripped down and run through LA. That's it. That's the date. Like, yeah, this was like, honestly, this is like, there's going to be a rose and a thorn of the state. The rose is that they keep recycling dates and it's all shit I've seen before. This was not that. (laughs) The thorn was that it was literally one of the weirdest things I've ever watched in my life. And like, it was on primetime TV. So like, mm. (laughs) right. So they basically go through the streets of LA and their underwear on a scavenger hunt. Um, and some of it is like cute. Some of it, it, it's all weird, but some of it was cute. But the, the worst part is when they get told that they have to freestyle sing about their feelings and it's the electric chair for Clayton. Um, not because he, not because of his singing. Like, I mean, he's not a good singer, but that's not the point. Like it wasn't traumatizing because he's a bad singer. It was the lyrics that were so horrifying. Yeah. Like generally we are actually, believe it or not, if you only listen to our podcast, you might think I'm lying. But if you like consume a lot of Bachelor media, you'll know I'm right. We're Clayton apologists, comparatively. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that being said, I cannot defend nor apologize for the actions <laughs> that this man displayed on this date. Because if somebody, if I were on a date with someone and they did this, she was like laughing and having a good time, bro. 
I would have been putting my clothes on and getting the fuck out. (laughs) And then she goes and she like freestyle raps and it's cute. It was cute. It was fine. The lyrics were cringy, but not in like a, I want to kill myself kind of way. Like Clayton's, it was like an electric chair. First of all, he was like singing. And I was like, no need. (laughs) No need. Um, and yeah, yeah, to be honest, I like was not really invested in this only because it was so cringy to me. Like the second Becca Kufrin was like, take your clothes off. I was like, I cannot watch this. <laughs> like in earnest, I have to look away or I will self-combust. Also, there was just something like very not self-aware on the part of the franchise that they, they could have aired these in a different order. Because it just seemed weird that we just heard Clayton talk about his body insecurities and how he, like, doesn't really like to take his shirt off. He doesn't really like to show off his body. And then, like, in the very next date, they were like, so anyway, run around L.A. in your underwear. They were like, get naked. And also, he was like, all right. <laughs> like, right. Like, I, which is not insecurity. to discredit it, but it's also to just say, like, what are we doing as right. editing? Once again, once again. All of my critiques of this franchise really, other than like on Shanae and Cassidy, do really fall on the producers and the editors. Like, I'm like, what are we doing? Right, like, because I just feel like it was, you know, endearing listening to him talk about these things that he has struggled with. And even if he no longer struggles with them and he's comfortable with being shirtless and whatever, it just seemed very odd to have them be so back to back. Like, yeah, immediate, immediate, immediate. Um. Now we kind of cut in the middle of this date um, for shrimp gate. Oh my God. So Elizabeth is in the kitchen making shrimp. Now, for those of you who maybe are newer to this franchise, don't know how it works. The women don't have access to leave the, the mansion for any reason, but they can basically get the producers to go get them anything that they want. So there's like endless food in this house, whatever. So someone asked for shrimp. Elizabeth is making the shrimp. Now, first of all, I'm obviously on Elizabeth's side, but that being said, it is egregious to make like 19 pieces of shrimp for like 25 girls. Like there was already an issue. Yeah, because like, (laughs) I don't eat shrimp, but like, what is the normal serving size? Like definitely not just like two fucking pieces. No, you eat like a handful. (laughs) Like Shanae, eight might've been excessive, but I would say five to six is like an average amount of shrimp. I was like, I was like, six seems good. Like right. eight seems like a lot. Six seems fine. Right. I don't know. Yeah, this was weird. Also, one of the previous male contestants that I don't remember who it was tweeted like, wait, they get to cook. And I was like, no, baby, they have to cook. They're women. <laughs> like, I, was, I like, was like, you think this franchise has progressed at all? Definitely not. They absolutely feed the men and do not feed the women. <laughs> well, also, though, the men were filming in a hotel. The women yeah, are yeah, filming yeah. in the mansion. So there might be yeah, a little bit of a To be fair, there, but... like, that's completely a joke. And I think that they all have the ability to cook whenever they want. But, like, one of them tweeted it. And thinking about it now, I'm like, no, wait a minute. They I didn't know. make you guys cook? <laughs> right. <laughs> um. So, Shanae, the scandal comes when Elizabeth comes out to the girls. And right to Shanae. Like, she does invite Shanae. She's like, hey, I made shrimp if anybody wants any. Shanae beelines for the shrimp. You'd think this woman had not seen an ounce of food. Like, you'd think this bitch was on Survivor. Sprints into the kitchen. God, I wish. And (laughs) sprints into the kitchen. And they put a little clock 
like count counter thing on yeah, the top this of was, the screen. This was funny on editing's part, by the way. The Bachelor in Paradise editors had something to do with this. They were like, yeah. let's do a bit. They're like, let's make it a bit. So they put a counter up on the screen and for every piece of shrimp Shanae puts on her plate, they up the counter. No mind you, there was like 19 total pieces of shrimp, which is not enough for the women in the house to have one piece of shrimp each. But Shanae takes eight. Now it's possible Shanae thought other girls had already taken some. It's possible she didn't realize that this was all there was. However, the girls get pretty pressed because so many of them did not get any. And Shanae is like eating eight pieces. Big scandal. Um, they will really make a scandal out of anything. Like, that's what I have to say about this. I was like, this was giving champagne gate. No, for sure. because people were tweeting and they were like, champagne gate was so much better. No, I don't care about either of them. <laughs> Move on. I was like, these are both stupid issues. Let's talk about the, the, the pressing issues. Yeah, no, this was so stupid. So anyway, so then we cut back to the one-on-one and I actually thought this was a really cool dinner portion. Sarah and Clayton have dinner in the immersive Van Gogh, um, thing that's happening right now all over the country. This is like Um, the best dinner portion I think I've ever seen. Yeah. They like, I was like, this is sick. I would love this in the Van Gogh exhibit, like under starry night, like so pretty. Um, which this, this date in its entirety is just like an argument for capitalism. It's like, you have to suffer in order to succeed. Like, <laughs> like get naked in LA so you can like go to the immersive Van Gogh exhibit, you know, like, <laughs> like, like this is really like trickle down economic. No, I have no idea what to talk about. But anyway, it's just like such a, it's just like capitalism in a nutshell. It's like you got to work hard, put yourself out there, hate what you're doing for nine years and then you'll succeed. That's this date for Sarah. <laughs> So Sarah goes on to reveal um, that she is she was adopted at birth um, and that her adopted family is white. And she goes on to say that this made her feel pretty like outcasted as a kid um, because she didn't look like her family. She was embarrassed to reveal to people that she was adopted. Um, and then she goes on to say now, you know, like I know that my family loves me and like they gave me the world but like when I was a kid it just felt like something that like made me different and I didn't like that um and again she and Susie both nailed it they both shared something that was difficult for them without like trauma dumping on him and in turn Clayton had a very human normal reaction of like thank you for telling me that that's important to know about you yeah totally I yeah credit where credit is due like I think that he's handling He's, he is doing a good job. (laughs) Again, we're Clayton apologists. He's doing a good job for the fact that nobody wanted him to be the bachelor, not (laughs) even the women on his season. So he, he really does do a good job like on his dates and, um, and the women are doing a good job of not being like, Hey, here's every bad thing that's ever happened to me. Should we get married tomorrow? Um, so all in all, I, I enjoyed this again. She had the best fucking dinner portion I've ever seen and the worst day portion I've ever seen. So combined capitalism, it's a total of five out of 10 for me, but, um, yeah, it was like beautiful. They were playing like, there was like a string quartet. I know. And they didn't have to do like some Z-list country singer serenade them. Like they got a string with me forever. (laughs) That's like normally what it's like. (laughs) 
till the end of time. That's what it always sounds like to me. Um, and they always do, they always do narrations over it. So like, you can't really hear how bad it is, but it's so bad. You know, it's not good. And over it, it's like Clayton being like, well, I had a really good time on this day tonight. Whatever. So anyway. Can you? Can you record that to be my wedding song one day? <laughs> I will sing it as you walk down the aisle, I promise. Um, <laughs> I, will, I will perform live. Thank you for asking. Don't even worry. I I talked to the sound guy. Like, we've got it figured out. So anyway. Yeah. Good, so, good you, the sound guy being Adam. <laughs> Adam is the sound guy for both of our weddings. You're booked and blessed on those days, baby. <laughs> Neither of us Don't are overbook yourself. We're not engaged. Neither of us We're not engaged. even close. <laughs> Don't overbook yourselves on our wedding days. We don't know the dates yet. Keep your calendar open. So anyway. Trade off, guys. Um, let us know in the comments of the episode post um, if you feel that Adam should let us podcast live from his wedding. Just yeah, let us he know. actually like actually is getting married, unlike <laughs> Kayla and I, who just like talk about it as if we are. Um, actually, actually, you know what? Getting married. I'm overstepping Adam. Uh, his fiance listens to this. <laughs> Let us know if you'd like us to podcast live. We'll podcast it. We'll live podcast your wedding for free. <laughs> yes. Yes. A thousand times. Yes. Also, that's an offer to any of our followers who are engaged <laughs> or to be married. We'll live podcast your wedding for free. <laughs> we also do bar mitzvahs. The, the, we do birthday parties. If you're turning 21, if you're turning 30, we got you. Like if, you know, because on honestly, the reason that we have a podcast about The Bachelor is that we love love. So <laughs> that's that was a really beautiful way to bring it back. I didn't see where that was going. I we were on a me neither. There. <laughs> me um, neither. That honestly sums but, up our entire podcasting experience. We didn't know where it was going, and we held well, we on here, and we hoped it turned out. And here we are now. So anyway, we'll podcast your wedding for free, free of charge. Happy Valentine's Day. Um. So then the next group date is a beach date. And I was like, oh my God, so cute. They're just going to go to the beach for the group date. I love these kinds of dates, but of course it couldn't just be that. Um, we welcome Nicole Egger of Baywatch and the women all get into the signature. I thought this was kind of cute. They all get into the, like the signature red one piece yeah, and like run down the beach. And it was like a cute little Baywatch thing. I liked and I was it. like, I will say though, Kayla, to your point earlier, it's a little bit like they started the episode with a whole portion on objectification and like body image and then the next two dates centered around like look how hot they are like right well like, there is that <laughs> it feels a little bit like um cognitive dissonance like we were just talking about this and now it's like whatever but I and mean now it's like ultimately them run I don't actually think the Baywatch date was like harmful or anything it, yeah. it is just very interesting to be like in the same episode like we couldn't have what okay all right um, so they all run down the beach they do their little Baywatch run and then Shanae we really see her start to pivot at this point in the episode into like very much taking the Cassidy route when Cassidy was here, we heard her talking a lot about like, I'm going to win. I'm going to be a front runner. I'm going to whatever. And like now Shanae is speaking like that. She was a little bit before too, but now is when she like really starts to lay it on thick. She's like, I am going to win this. I am going to, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, you hate to see it. And yeah, I just wrote, Shanae keeps talking about winning and yeah. then Gabby wins. So it doesn't yeah. matter. And they do like this whole like, 
running down the beach thing and like all the girls do it and it's like a silly goofy time and then Shanae does it and just like makes out with Clayton in front of everyone and all the girls are like okay <laughs> right and like I cool. couldn't tell how long it actually went on for yeah. because editing made it seem like it went on for a really long time that they were making out yeah but I kind of find it hard to believe that Clayton would just stand there and make out with her for that long in front of the other girls like I feel like it was edited to be like milked a little bit I agree yeah um but anyway she was like very clear like and she said it in her like in the moments like she's just like I don't care about anybody else but me and like I'm here to win and whatever so right and boy do we get some gems from her so Gabby ends up winning and Gabby I end up really liking Gabby I love Gabby like when we go to the night portion and we see more of her for the first time like my caveat with Gabby is that what people on this show think is funny they would hate me but like my (laughs) because like like they're like Gabby's hilarious and I'm like okay Gabby's like cute but like (laughs) You guys would hate my sense of humor. So you guys would hate my sense of humor. Like you would not find me funny at all. But Gabby, I actually really adore. And I think she's adorable. And I think that she is a good sport about everything. And I'm a big fan. I'm a big Gabby fan. Yeah. And we see even more of her later and she's, she's great. Um, But yeah, she wins. So we go to the night portion and kind of while we're still on Gabby, um, she has a great conversation with him. She's joking with him. And then she makes him take his shirt off at the night portion so she can put aloe on him. But this was like cute and funny versus Which, Shanae on the beach with the sunscreen. Yeah. was like too much. Like this was cute and funny. No. And also, as I'm saying, like Gabby's not like funny the way that I'm funny. She, that, this was genuinely very funny. Like her being yeah. like, I have aloe, like let's mitigate the sunburn. Like this was, that was yeah. very funny. Like I liked this bit and like, she did get extra time at the end of the day portion of the date but like added bonus like I I I yeah I really liked this I like I like Gabby a lot she's she's cool and then Rachel the pilot um we see a little bit more of her and she basically says to Clayton that she needs more validation from him she's like I feel like we have a good connection but then I hear other women in the house talking about their connections and it's making me insecure and Clayton says something very true he says, like, I've been where you are and I didn't realize it until the end. But like guys were hyping themselves up. Like some of like half the shit these women are saying, like, probably isn't even true, you know? Yeah. And so he like validates her and tells her he really likes her and stuff. But he he also says a very true thing of like, obviously, these women are all talking about how great my connection is with them. Like, yeah. Right. Like it's competition. Like, of course they're gonna do that. Um totally, totally. Although he was probably talking about like Nate and like. <laughs> who like it won like <laughs> he's like yeah like Nate and Brandon like always talked about how successful they were and then they like literally were the top two and he was like wait <laughs> and was like maybe they were on this one maybe they were lying no <laughs> like, no but I actually do like that because I agree and I think that people on this show are often like like fucking Cassidy she was like we have such a connection like, I literally have the rose and then got sent home like bitch you ain't shit none of these people are anything bye yeah it was it was something so then this is where we really get into the bulk of Shanae um Shanae decides to act like she is being bullied so she goes to Clayton and we also have to remember like people were and again wow we are really turning into a Clayton apologist podcast but like (laughs) we have to remember that like we see these women in in the moment interviews 
And we know these women much better at this point than Clayton does. He yes. He's probably had three conversations with Shanae total. Yeah, which so he when, tweeted last night. He was like, what was being told to me versus what is on TV right now? And he's like, and I'm right. like, yeah, we know. You don't know anything, silly dumb Cause baby. Because you're, cause you're <laughs> a man, but also because you're not yeah, being told anything. You're clueless, but it's also not your fault. Um. <laughs> We love you. And so he, <laughs> we apologize for you always. Like, like my least favorite bachelor since, since Peter Weber, honestly. So like, it's only been <laughs> not <that> James. <laughs> um, but anyway, but she, she goes to Clayton and she acts like she's being bullied and people were really coming for Clayton being like, how could he fall for this? I'm like, he has spoken with this girl three times. Like he's never seen the way that she no. is outside of the three times he's spoken with her. Yeah. So she comes to him and she's crying and saying she's getting bullied and Clayton is a decent fucking guy. So he's like, wow, like that sucks. No, and yeah. <laughs> like how, how, like, this is where I feel like he can't win, not just him, no. but other leads as well, because it's, but Clayton particularly, because people have just decided that they don't like him. What if this girl had come to him crying and saying she was getting bullied and Clayton was like, I don't fucking believe her for a second. <laughs> like, <"Huh." laughs> like, what is he supposed to do? No, literally. And like, the thing is like, it's Shanae's fucking fault, dude. She's just saying shit. She's constantly trying to explain something incommunicable. Like nothing <laughs> she is saying makes any fucking sense. And us as the audience know that. Like we're right. watching this like- And she man. knows. Yeah, she knows. And so we're all like in agreement. We're like, nothing you're saying is anything. And then Clayton is like, maybe this is something, you know? <laughs> right. So she, that now this- I don't know if we have seen someone on this show be so proudly manipulative and like, cause in her, in the moment, her direct quote, I had to pause it and write it down because I couldn't believe she actually said it. Her direct quote was, oh my God, he believed me. I was good. I was so good. I didn't even mean to cry, but I cried. Like, like even other villains on the show, like when I think about like villains, like crystal and demi and like people like that like they were villainy but ultimately like they at least pretended like they really cared about the lead and they even they even acted or actually believed what they were saying right shanae like very clearly was just like i'm lying like (laughs) like yeah i lied what about it right and it's like Demi and Crystal, like, I think they both knew what they were doing, but they knew enough to be like, I'm on national television. I can't say that I'm openly being snaky. This was like the (laughs) Brendan and Piper in paradise being like, how many Instagram followers do you have? Like, are you okay? Like, you're on camera. (laughs) Between this and Cassidy asking another girl what she planned to do for her exit interview, like, yeah, so she, she just... She Shanae honestly sucks. Like she's she really terrible. Sucks. She sucks. Okay, I have to go pee. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'll be right back. Adam, play the Jeopardy music. Okay, so anyway, yeah, Shanae, Shanae is just like very loudly the worst. And it's like, eh, what are you doing? Have like some proud str- of it. Yeah, have some strategy, you know? 
Yeah, so she so. um openly is being manipulative and and sucky. Um and then Gabby ends up getting the group date rose, which we are excited about. Yes. And then we go into the chaos before the rose ceremony. We're yet again left on a cliffhanger about the rose ceremony. Or no, we're not. Yes. We have one. Yeah. No, we Do don't we have, have one yet. No, we don't. Oh my God, it's all blending together. And I no, literally, I literally just watched know. it a couple hours ago. I um, agree. Yeah. So we see, get a lot of in the moments of um, Elizabeth and Shanae because Clayton ends up calling Elizabeth in to talk about what Shanae said. And I do feel for Elizabeth because she's like, I don't know how to defend myself to you because it just simply isn't true. Like, yeah, you can ask any person in this house. Like, it is not true. And like, I don't know how to defend myself. And I feel for her because I feel like the almost the more defensive she is, the less that he will believe her, which yeah. is not actually the case. Like, it's like she's being. Yeah, she's and she's actually really not defensive about it. Like, she's very like much much more like honestly well-mannered than I would be I would be like this fucking bitch but yeah <laughs> she's just like this just feels really unfair and whatever and I'm like nothing she says is gonna gonna make a difference especially right. after the Cassidy thing where yeah. someone came to him about Cassidy and he, and that ended up being true now he's right. kind of got like radar on this whole thing right and like and they all kind of have a mini confrontation with Shanae where like Sierra is like we are all nice to you like, we are all nice to you in the house, but, yeah. like, so why are you going and telling him that that's not the case? Because she apparently names multiple women, because then other women yeah. come out of their conversations with Clayton being like, Shanae, why did you say I'm bullying you? Yeah. So it turns into this whole big thing, and it ends on a really ugly note with Shanae in, in, in the moment talking about going into the rose ceremony, being like, I have to get the rose. Elizabeth has to go home and she says something really mean. It's like with her like annoying ADHD ass yeah. or like something like that. And I'm like, it's just, she's just mean. And like a lot of the villains on this show, you end up really coming to like, and like being a, like Demi people ended up liking and being like, oh, she's right. so fun. She's so whatever. I don't see anybody ever getting to that point with Shanae no. because just multiple times she's just being openly like hateful. Yeah. She's nasty. She's nasty. Yeah. She's, she's not, so not unnecessarily nice mean. And it seems like from the preview that we get of next week, she stays, which is insufferable. Yeah. That being said, like I said earlier, they all look the same to me. So maybe I'm just not seeing correctly. <laughs> yeah. But that's basically the entire preview of next week is basically just more Shanae. Yeah. Is which what is the preview is. So like nip it in the bud, babe. This is where, like, we talked about- Come on, Clayton. Week, like, <laughs> this season is more entertaining, and it's because Clayton is, like, a dumb man. Because, like, Michelle would have been like, no. Like, <laughs> out. Like, immediately no. Immediately no. And Clayton is like, I don't know who to believe. Figure it out amongst yourselves. So we'll just, I guess, continue to fucking suffer with Shanae. Yeah, so that'll be good. Um, And outside of the episode, just some- bachelor nation news um on a we'll start with happy news because actually we'll end on happy news um because the other two are sad uh marissa and riley confirmed broke up they released a statement um that was like i i always whenever a couple breaks up and i see it on the e-news instagram and it's like click the link in our bio for statement i'm always like yes and i click and every time it's a copy and paste of the same statement i get nothing yeah, it's just them being like, we never expected this, but we're broken up. 
and then we I'm wish like, the best ah. for each other. And I'm like, why don't, and I think Joe, grocery store Joe said this on Bachelor Live, which I, I did not go to, but with, with Serena, he was like, if we ever broke up, I would be like, we wish the worst for each other. <laughs> and that's why he's my bitch. Cause he would give me the drama. <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, she is the worst. Um, he literally tweeted last night when they were having the like truth circle. He was like, if you put me in a truth circle, I'd be lying. <laughs> I was like, you're my favorite. <laughs> I'd be lying. Um, so they broke up. That's confirmed. Very sad. Um, I am just honestly shocked that Marissa and Riley broke up before Mari and Kenny. Yeah, before Ma- before Mari and Kenny. The I think that the alternative side of Mari and Kenny is like they will just be together forever and that's and never like get married, yeah. something so insane that we have to be like wait what yeah but honestly i'm i'm wrong about these people more than i'm right about them so <laughs> i'm the least qualified person think, to talk i think every time like i say people won't work out they will and vice versa like <laughs> and and you guys listen to us so that's on you that's uh, your fault the second sad piece of news is that Clint Arliss passed away. He was a contestant on Caitlin Briscoe season a couple of years ago. He was actually a pretty standout contestant on her season. Like he had quite an arc. Um, we are obviously Caitlin Briscoe stands. If you have not watched her season, it's a phenomenal season. And he really is like a major part of it. Um, and he passed away. I don't know if they've released any more details about how he passed. I just saw a very like vague that he had passed away. Caitlin put something on her Instagram story and they dedicated the end of the episode to him. It said in loving memory. And um, so, yeah, that's very sad. But in happier news, today is pub day for Rachel Lindsay's book. Miss me with that. Um, and if you're going to, I haven't even started it yet. I got it as an audiobook because I like to listen to memoirs as audio because I like to listen to the person. So I haven't started it yet, but I have it. And well, I'm so excited. Too, actually, that's smart. I have an audible credit. Yeah, that's what I did. I used my audible credit. I got it because I, A, I love her and I could listen to her talk all day. And B, yeah. when I read a celebrity book, like I, if I like the celebrity enough to read their book, I want to listen to them read it. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to listen to it. We could both listen to it and then we could give a recap when we both finish it. I love her. Um, but yeah, if you're not going to read any other Bachelor Nation book, which I can't blame you, they're mostly garbage. Um, this should be the one you read because I have, I don't, it's going to be phenomenal. I will not, I actually like have a very adamant refusal to read (laughs) Bachelor Nation books. That's like understandable. Like Ryan and I went to the bookstore and Tyler Cameron's book was up and I was like, Like, I was like, how dare they even display that? Like, I was like furious. And then he was like, you have a podcast about this? And I was like, shh. But I will absolutely read hers because I adore her. If I I was bored enough to listen to Hannah Brown's book, I can be jazzed to listen to Rachel Lindsay's book. I'm really excited. So we will give um, a summary at some point when we both get through it. If you had the time to watch Coming Out Colton... You better be running to your Barnes and Noble to buy Rachel Lindsay's book. I don't even want to hear it from all of you. <laughs> I know. I know. If you had time to watch, even if you didn't watch the whole docuseries, if you had time to listen to Colton on Call Her Daddy, you have time to listen to Rachel Lindsay's book. Sickening. So anyway, yeah, I'm very excited about that. That's exciting. Yeah. So I'm really excited to listen to her book. Um, when we eventually both get through it, we will do a recap at some point. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, that's it. That's all she wrote. Um, as a reminder, this season we are bi-weekly, so we will not be here next week. We will be here the week after to recap. Unless something hours. like insane happens and we call an emergency meeting, but we'll probably just be here in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> like, unless the Shanae thing like blows up out of her minds, but anyway. But like more than likely we'll be here in two weeks. Mm, yeah, um, I don't think that's going to happen. So yeah, keep an eye on your feeds. Um, follow us on Instagram. We're going to have some more exciting content coming to the Instagram soon. We know we haven't shown her as much love recently, but we've got some exciting things coming to the gram. Um, and, you know, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And give us a good review if you love Please. it or if or if you hate it. Just lie. There's no shame in lying. I do it if every I day. Was, <laughs> if I was in a truth circle, I'd be lying. If I was in a truth circle, I'd be lying. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening <laughs> to all of our lies. Goodbye. <laughs>